Welcome to the Achieve Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Feldman, and each month we explore the research, strategies, successes, and even the failures behind some of today's best fundraising and marketing for causes. As we explore each one of these, we'd like to invite different types of guests that will explore their own unique takes on what really works today and will leave us a little intrigued on what they're working on for the future. This podcast is supported in partnership with the Festival of Children Foundation. For this session, we'll talk to Amanda Warner. She's the Manager of Development and Special Events at Moms Orange County. She's going to be talking about doing an end-of-year appeal when they really have no basic constituents and donors that they've historically worked from. Although they've had a lot of great special events, people who have attended those, and a lot of different style types of programs in which they've raised money, she's going to be talking about what it's like to begin to do an end-of-year appeal. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Achieve Podcast. Amanda, thanks for joining us. Hi, Derek. Thanks for having me. Well, I am so excited because I have been... Uh, I, I think I've known Moms Orange County for a while because of Festival of Children Foundation and yes. all of the work. Uh, but I, I don't know if anybody, everybody else does. But uh, but first, why don't you just start off by giving us a sense? Tell us who is or what does Moms Orange County do? Well, Moms Orange County, we are the region's largest nonprofit that's dedicated solely to newborn and pregnancy health. Um, so we help give at-risk mothers and their families access to prenatal care, health screenings, infant development screenings, health education, and uh, help them access care in the community with referral services. And uh, we have monthly home visits and, and a whole host of classes to help in this. Wonderful. How many people are you helping a year? Uh, currently, we serve about 3,500 families annually. It's and unreal. actually, yeah, actually, this is our 25th anniversary. And uh, we just did a little, you know, 25 year retrospective. And uh, we serve about 45,000 families since 1992, since we were founded. Excellent. Well, congrats on the anniversary. Thank you. All right. So, how did you get to where you are? I, I gave everybody the bio already. Give us the Amanda story and how that led you to moms. Sure. I um, I was living in New York City and working in uh, film and television production. And the company I was working for started hosting live televised events to benefit autism education um, nonprofits throughout the country. And that is my first sort of foray into, into the nonprofit sector. And once I moved back to California about five years ago, I just decided to drive right dive right into the sector and I've been here ever since. Excellent. So there's got to be a, a best part of the job and a worst part of the job. What are they? <laughs> I mean, I think what initially drove me to wanting to work in the nonprofit industry is obviously helping people, um, helping to, you know, do something bigger and better for the community where I live and the, you know, the sort of broader sense of the community. And so that is very fulfilling. It's the most fulfilling part of the job. And I think you know, I think some challenges we face uh, at this particular organization is I, I feel like there are a lot of preconceptions or misconceptions about us. Um, I often get phone calls and emails uh, thinking that we are 
a mom's club um, <laughs> because of our name. Your name, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that already is a little misleading to to people. So, and in addition to that, we have several government contracts. And so we receive financing in that capacity. And so I think there's also the misconception that all of our programs are paid for and funded. Um, And so really trying to identify the need for funding has been challenging in our messaging with, you know, these multiple layers of misconceptions that I think exist, uh, at least in some capacity in the community. So I think our messaging has been always, at least for me, since I've been at Moms for almost three years, has been the challenge um, and, and trying to dig deeper and move past some of those things that may, um, that some people may, you know, believe to be true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're here today to talk about end of year fundraising. And the reason why I wanted to, to really talk with you, Amanda, is because this is kind of one of the first times you really dove deeper into doing some year-end fundraising. But before yeah. we yeah, before we get there, why don't you give me a sense of how Moms historically has done fundraising and then we're going to talk about marketing too. Sure. Um since I've gotten to Moms, we have been we have been pretty fortunate to be in the position and have resources to do some experimentation when it comes to fundraising. Um, aside from, you know, your traditional fundraising events, we have had the opportunity to do a couple of online fundraisers where, you know, social media and e-communications are the primary drivers to whatever the campaign is. Um, we have had an opportunity to do, we've had several opportunities to do community um, fundraisers with some corporate and retail partners. Um, we And most recently, we've been able to expand our and sort of do a more uh, encompassing end of year campaign. Um, and that's been really exciting. Absolutely. So um, what is what is the most successful fundraiser or fundraising tactic that you use historically? Historically, uh, our, our annual event, we have an annual luncheon. Um, this is our seventh year doing this, this type of luncheon. And it, it's really geared toward our, um, a lot of our partner organizations. And so, um, you know, most of the attendees are part of the medical community, the medical professionals. Um, some of our corporate partners also attend, but it's a little more geared towards, um, sort of our, our friends and partners in the in the medical community. So let's let's talk a little bit about some of the campaign email or direct mail. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what's been your experience before this last end of year? My experience has been um, with either end of year or mid year, always having a direct mail piece in conjunction with some type of email communication. Um, I've also done sort of phonathons that are connected with that as well. Um, so multiple avenues of communication have typically been involved in either a year-end or mid-year campaign. Well, let's let's talk about this last end of year. Give us a sense of what the plan was. What was the strategy overall? This year, the strategy was um, our goal. I'll start with our goal. Our goal was really 
outreach and increasing our brand awareness in the community, we realized that that has been a challenge for us. And so this year we have the opportunity to reach a wider demographic. Um, and so we really wanted to try and capitalize that. And so we built our strategy based on introducing ourselves to community members who may not be aware of who we are and what we do. And so our messaging was a little softer, I would say, than what we would typically um, choose, some of the words and phrasing we would typically choose to use, a little warmer, um, a little friendlier. And it was really, it was a really great experience getting to work with your team at Achieve, um, coming up with that language and, um, and the messaging and creating a story um, around, you know, one of the families we serve. So that was, our strategy was really focused on introducing ourselves. Sure. Talk a little bit more about what was the story finally selected that you used? So the story we used this year, um, was about one of our families and it was focused on, uh, really, uh, on, a broader sense of our dad's program. Um, it's it's not as well known in the community that we offer a class for dads, um, and we uh, several classes, in fact, one specifically for dads that women are not allowed to attend. Um, and it's a really great program to help them learn how to better engage with their children. Um, help them navigate this new relationship with their partners. Um, and a lot of these men we find have never had this type of paternal experience from their own fathers. And so they weren't really sure they knew they wanted to, but they weren't really sure how to go about developing that relationship with their children. And so it's one of our favorite classes. It's incredibly special. Um, but in addition to that, fathers are often a part of our home visits. Um, we have mommy, uh, mommy, daddy, and me. The fathers often come to our prenatal education classes. And so we really wanted to highlight the father's part in this journey as well, because we don't just work with moms. We work with their partners. We work with other supportive adults. So this year we really got to highlight Omar, our, our father this year. So a completely different angle than typical, right? Very different. This was the first year that we have gone in this direction. So it was really exciting for us. All right. Talk about how, what was the result of it overall? So one of our challenges in, in addition to the others that I mentioned is we have a very small donor base. Um, they're small, but mighty. And so uh, we have been in the process of through our end of year campaign and these other fundraising campaigns that we have been fortunate to be able to do, we have been, uh, trying to grow that. And so obviously, um, reaching out to new people, uh, like-minded people, people who we think may be interested in, um, in what we do and who we serve. Um, and so for us this year, the success was really in, um, and I think there were multiple tiers to that. We had the opportunity this year through Achieve to add a digital campaign to our overall, I guess, our end of year uh, fundraising campaign. And it really, really helped us be able to identify a target audience in a way that we have not been able to do previously in social media, in 
some of our email campaigns. And that has been incredibly, incredibly useful already, even in the last couple months, um, at being able to better target an audience of potential donors. And so for us, you know, we're kind of in that outreach and building awareness and creating relationships and building relationships phase. So, you know, that's taken a little while, but we are working towards, you know, building our fundraising base and um, the end of your campaign that I think that was one of the successes was to continue to help us build these relationships in the community. Absolutely. Because as you mentioned, you know, your, your base... Very loyal, but very small. Very loyal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Coming to a lot of your events and activities and so forth. And so utilizing a campaign to help broaden that base and getting them getting the ball rolling was definitely one of those goals. So this year, it's the anniversary year. What are you doing yes. to build some awareness around that? Uh, well, first, we, we wanted to host an event uh, celebration to really thank and honor and congratulate all of the people who supported us over the last 25 years, our partners, our friends, volunteers, donors. Um, and we had an event in February um, and it was a great opportunity to see friends that we haven't seen in 10, 12, 13, 20 years. I'm sure, um, yeah. Yeah, and so it was a really great opportunity for us to thank them, for us to share some things that we're excited about that we're currently doing, um, and excited to come back and, and join us again on the next 25-year journey. Absolutely. All right, so uh, let's get to the end here, which is really the future. Uh, let's talk about campaign. I mean, what's the plan for this coming year when it comes to some of your fundraising? We are hosting our, really excited about this, in May we host our annual um, Mother's Day luncheon. Um, and this year uh, we are in the process of um, conducting a, a retrospective report on the last 25 years in maternal child health in Orange County and really trying to identify some of the advances that we've made in this sector and also explore some of the challenges that still exist um, and see, you know, where that takes us and uh, things to look out for in the future as far as perinatal health goes. So we're really excited about this retrospective report and we're going to share some of the findings at this event in May. Um, and we also have a panel of experts in um, some fields that are, you know, sort of hot topics uh, surrounding women and babies right now in the community and, and more globally. So we're really excited to share some of these findings and, and, and chat a little bit more about our current perinatal health atmosphere. That's great. Well, Amanda, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Derek. It was great. I want to thank Amanda Warner. She's the Manager of Development and Special Events at Moms Orange County. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this edition of the Achieve Podcast. We look forward to next month where we'll be helping you as marketers and fundraisers raise the public support, awareness, and adoption for the important work you do. 